to Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore. We get together about twice a week, and we chew on God's Word. We bring whatever we've been really uh, ruminating on, meditating on, that has been encouraging us and our people, and we share that with you in these little bite-sized little nuggets you listen to, hopefully uh, on your way to and from work, or while you're doing dishes, or just while you have a little bit of time to to kill. So uh, this week, we've got Jamie Harms with us. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Chris. Happy to have you. Thank you. Yes, it's always such a delight. Um, I I don't know if I've brought this here as attention before, but really this podcast started because I just tricked everyone to sitting in my office and talking with me. It's great. I've, I get to, I've gotten to know you yeah. in, in ways I never would have, just getting to sit in your little office. Yeah. I feel like you don't know people, start a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Lessons we learned. Yeah, that's the takeaway here. Um, well, uh, I'll just bring. Well, why don't you bring us up to speed? Where have we been, Jamie? Where have we been, and where are we going? Yeah. Oh, that's a big question. Um, so, even hopefully, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, as ladies, we just finished off the, the our study of the seven feasts. Congratulations! Thank you. So, just a quick review: our first three feasts really pointed to Christ's first coming with Passover and unleavened bread and first fruits, as they highlight his death and burial and resurrection, and the fact that he is foreshadowing the fact that he is our Passover lamb, that he is our righteousness, that he is the first fruits of creation. And um, and that's followed closely by the Feast of Pentecost or the Feast of Weeks. And that highlights just the Thanksgiving piece where we're counting all of the blessings that God has given us. And at that feast was when the Holy Spirit was given to believers. Mm -hmm. And so it's this time of waiting, this time of thanksgiving, and this empowerment of the Holy Spirit, kind of indicative of where we live in our time period today. Mm -hmm. And so it finishes off with the final three feasts with trumpets and atonement, and what we'll talk about today, booths. And those all point to Christ's second coming. And so the just the victory and the declaring of who is king and this worthy worthiness of worship that we see in trumpets and the atonement, the just the the holiness and the justice aspect really balanced with the mercy, the mercy mm-hmm. seat even on the in the temple and the mercy that was given to us through the cross. And then we've got booths, which is essentially just a huge party. And one of the the sources I was reading says, you have not experienced joy until you have experienced the Feast of Booths in Jerusalem. Mm. And I just love that picture and, and that thought because all of these have a certain solemnness and mm-hmm. he- heaviness to them. And this one is just joyful and full of rest and God is our shelter and just praise. Which is really cool. So what's the boots? What do the boots come in? Is that the armor of God or? <laughs> the boots. Boots. <laughs> boots. <laughs> boots. And you yes. had said that it was also called uh, the Feast of Tabernacles. Yes. Or. The Feast of Ingathering. Ingathering. And so it's it follows the agricultural calendar. So Feast of First Fruits was your first barley harvest. And the Feast of Weeks was the grain harvest. And then the Feast of Booths is lined up with the fruits. Mm. And so as they're bringing in all of their final crops for the year and they're done and they're ready for, for winter, they can rejoice because they see everything that has been laid out before them. Huh, that's wild how yeah. agrarian is. It is. I've never considered that before. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, and then they're entering this period of winter rest. Mm. And so there's this celebration that God is good. God has provided everything for them. And now they rest. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. So this is all looking forward. So yes. help us unpack the Feast of Booths. The Feast of Booths. Well, I think the Feast of Booths is kind of a foreshadowing of what heaven is going to be like. Mm. And it, the, all of these feasts tie in, continually remind us about rest and that rest is a gift given to us, that we rest from having to make our own atonement, that we rest from having to, um, how would I say this? We, we sow and we reap, but he is the one who gives the harvest. We mm. rest from having to strive for our own needs, that yeah. he is the one who provides all of this. So this is the celebration. This is the party at the okay. end. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where you remember all of those different pieces that he has done and he has given given you and you get to rest. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, see, this is one that I'm like, yes. Yeah, this one. I'd like to be a part of this You'd one. You'd like to be a part <laughs> of this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Some of the feasts in the past, not quite as <laughs> not appealing quite as, as, as this one. <laughs> now, this one definitely sounds fun. And yes. <laughs> it's one that the whole Jewish community has a lot of fun with too because they have um, all of these different, they make their own booths that they mm. stay in. So it's kind of like this tent thing and and they they get to have all their meals in there and they decorate it with lights and with fruit and with popcorn strings and all and it becomes like the center of the the celebration. It's and like family camp on steroids. Kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the family and friends are there and it's wow. very cool. That is mm-hmm. super cool. So so when we see in the Old Testament for booths is um it is a it's an eight day celebration and there's this rest on the first and the last day and there's offerings and there's celebration for all of the the harvest that has happened and they get to hang out in these booths and be with family and it's it's just this time of exciting excitement and the word tabernacle means to dwell and mm. so it's called booths it's called tabernacle and it's celebrating the fact that God dwells with them mm. he is provided for them and so that's part of the celebration that happens and it is the third time that all of the men are going up to Jerusalem it's one of those three that's mentioned in Leviticus so it's a big deal, and it's a, it's a lot of fun, and it's a fun way to kind of end end the year, <laughs> the agrarian year. So we have talked about mm-hmm. new, on numerous occasions the now but not yet idea. Yes, that we see things fulfilled in part or you know mm-hmm. shadow. And um, one of the things that I think of specifically of Pentecost and now booths is that that what what was significant was now that God was dwelling in His people, mm-hmm. not just with like not in a temple, not in a burning bush or a pillar of yes. smoke. So how do, does that tie in at all with booths? I think it does. Uh, I mean, God dwells with us. In fact, when we look at how Jesus is his portion of the feast that it points to him, we do see in in John chapter one, you know, the um, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. That mm-hmm. word dwell is also tabernacled. The word became flesh and tabernacled with us. There's this, he has come, he has come to be with us. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's definitely a part of it. And when we see Jesus celebrating the Feast of Booths in in the Gospels, we also see um, a unique element in that it talks about Jesus talking about anyone who thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Mm. And so... Initially, when you're looking in the Old Testament, you're like, where does that come in? But what they established as a Jewish community was during the Feast of Booths, they would go out to the, the priest would go out to the pool of Shalom, I think that's how you pronounce it, and fill a a golden goblet full of water and take it back and pour it over the altar. And so while they were putting there together the the water, the people would be following them and they would be waving this 
it's a combination of palm branch and fruit and different things as they sing Hosanna. God is the one who saves. God is the one who saves all the way to the altar. And so when Jesus is talking about this during the Feast of Booths, Mm -hmm. he's pointing to that altar, essentially saying, I am the living water. Mm. And, And so we see that once again, our life comes through him. And that's what we're anticipating both in heaven and what we also experience now. Wow. And so it's it's very cool that even the traditions that kind of got added to it, God still used to point to Jesus. Yeah. In in the in the gospels. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm I'm reminded of Jesus talking about being poured out like a drink offering. Yes. Is that mm-hmm. connected here to the pouring out of water on the altar? Drink offerings are something slightly separate, okay. although drink off- offerings are o- offered at these different feasts. Okay. But this is just straight water. It, usually drink offerings are wine. Oh, okay. And not necessarily water. Gotcha. At least from what I've read. So gotcha. double check me. <laughs> <laughs> that is, in case it was never stated, that is implied. You guys all have Bibles. You, you know how to find this stuff out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I think what I look at all of these feasts, what really the takeaway of these feasts is, is just like the Israelites, when they're first celebrating Passover and unleavened bread and first fruits before Jesus, these are things that God has given them to remember his faithfulness in something in the past, remind them of his character, and essentially say, trust and obey, because mm-hmm. it's coming. And, and so these last three feasts, the trumpets and atonement and booths that are to come, it reminds us of God's faithfulness in the past and shows us his character and we are to trust and obey. Yeah. Even though we don't know what it's going to exactly look like when all of it wraps up, but it will be cool when it does. That's one of my favorite hymns that we sing every once in a while is Trust and Obey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think was was some of the responses you got from the women who are part of this study? I think a lot of us, including myself, were really unfamiliar with these feasts. I mean, they're embedded in Leviticus, which isn't something that's usually your devotional book yeah. that you pick. <laughs> to read, but man, it has been fantastic. Yeah. And so just realizing the the character of God and his intentionality and why he has things in place. I mean, just looking how he fulfilled Passover and unleavened bread and first fruits and weeks and the different aspects that point to him and the others, it's like, oh, I can't wait to see how this is gonna fully play out. And, mm-hmm. But I can trust and I can obey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see um in addition to just the the content of the the gathering. Did you see community fostered any of those elements present? Yes. Uh, I mean, we talked about fasting and feasting. And Mm -hmm. so we did do um, a communal fast with the women Mm -hmm. um, right after atonement, the week of Easter, mostly as a way, just like they did. The Israelites have that one day of fasting is the only day of fasting a year that they are required to do. And they do it as a community as a humbling and a preparing our hearts for Easter. So I think it's really given us an an eye for things like, oh, we're doing communion this week. Let me sit and pause about, mm. pause that and think about that before I get to church on Sunday. Oh, we've got Easter coming up. I guess we are going to do a fast together where we all humble ourselves and we prepare ourselves for what to the celebration yeah. of really God's extravagant grace. And so it's just recognizing where you are in that context. So being able to do that with the ladies has been a lot of fun. I wish we could build a booth and hang out for a week and and, and do some of these others <laughs> yeah. the way that they were celebrated by the Jewish people and by the Israelites, but we haven't had that privilege yet. 
Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a glamping version of this? I would hope so. Glamour camping. Yeah. (laughs) You're like warm water and heat. And um, for the, for the woman who's considering or, or maybe has, Mm -hmm. is on the fence about Bible studies. Mm -hmm. What would you offer them? I would offer them just to come and join us. I mean, we none of us have all the answers. We're all learning together, including those who are teaching, and, and that makes it a lot of fun. It's sometimes hard to understand everything that we read, but being able to have a community to do it together with is awesome, and it also provides some accountability to actually do it. And so, I just encourage any woman who wants to just come out and, and join us, taste it, see what it's like, and hopefully get addicted and stay with us. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, the fruit of, of being adopted into the body of Christ is that community with brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we shortchange so much of what the Lord has in store for us. I mean, it, if you're uh, apprehensive about people now, wait till you get to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people there. <laughs> a lot of people there. Uh, you know, fortunately all of our sins wash away in, in that process too. But yeah, I think so much good can come from this. Just mm-hmm. the community. I know my wife's benefited from them. You know, a group of women to text and call and go. You know, just get away with a little bit and have coffee, mm-hmm. and so it seems a very fruitful time. There's lots of extra added benefits to doing that too. Like you mentioned, you've, there's friendships that are built. There's an intimacy when you sit and you study together and you pray together. We we really focus on praying for one another as well. Uh, there's a lot of natural serving one another that comes out of these relationships. Because we are looking to emulate Christ and how he has served others as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he did that in community. Indeed. <laughs> awesome. Jamie, well, feasts are complete. Feasts are complete. You feel good? Oh, yeah. Good. We're on to First John next. So. First John. That's exciting. <laughs> um, well, it has been such a treat being able to learn about all this stuff for me. I don't know about you guys at home, but at least I found it riveting. Well, Jamie. good. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on, and we will get you guys next time. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week, so please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.